Super Talk Mississippi media production. What if everyone was turning their head to look at you with a brand new Flowmaster exhaust system from Exhaust Pro in Macomb on Georgia Avenue? Cruise in style with Exhaust Pro of Macomb on Georgia Avenue. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, hello, baby. What's going on? How's your garden? How's your irrigation system? Did you get some rain? Are you hopeful? I saw... A very strange weather forecast today that indicated the weather is just lovely on our coast and that it might rain in the next few days. Well, I, I don't believe any of that, of course, because I think it's going to be hot and humid, I don't know, till Halloween anyway. But whatever's going on, you got to take care of your plants. And that's what we're all about here on Weekend Gardening. Welcome in. My name's Nellie Neal. I'm known as the Garden Mama. When you call, and I hope you will call, that, of course, being the Super Talk call line, triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven, you have the privilege, the opportunity, and don't talk to him too long because he's busy. Lance is here. Good morning, sir. Thank you for coming today. Good morning, Garden <laughs> Mama. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty you hot. You didn't melt on the way here. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I, I tried, but it turned out the air conditioner worked, so it was okay. We're talking about irrigation. Yeah, I, my... my um. I put out the sprinkler uh, and and fell asleep. And, and uh, things got watered. Yeah, yeah. It was an, I think my grass was very happy for that. But you know, the neighbors probably were like, nah, "I don't know about this." What's he doing yeah, over there? And it, it was uh, beautiful, though. The green grass this morning and front yard looked great. So yeah, 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 there there used to be. I don't know if there still are, but in greenhouses, there used to be these timers that look like the ones that you used to get for your cooking that were wind up timers, and they were so loud to get to remind you to do stuff, turn things on, turn things off, and you could set them to to run the stuff and i'm telling you what i even years after i no longer had that greenhouse thing going on i would dream of that because i need that kind of alarm for everything so yes the problem is of course you set the alarm on your phone then you put the phone down and go somewhere else and do something else and the sprinkler's still running <laughs> yeah I woke we up all need and, timers we I, all need I think that one was the the same <laughs> i woke up and uh, I was uh, thinking, I, I was dreaming something about V-Mix and the Gallo Show and that I'd messed something up. And I woke up in a tizzy oh, going, not, i got to get to work. And it was like four good. in the afternoon. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that was that's that's kind of what your life is like right now, I'm sure. Oh, it's awesome, though. You, you can't beat being busy and loving what you do so and hanging out with uh, people that you respect and admire. It's, uh, I, hey, no complaints here. Well, I appreciate that, too. I'll, I'll include myself in that number. There are a lot of things going on, despite the fact that you may be worrying about irrigation more than anything else. I do have some things that are blooming. I hope that you do, too. Part of that's because of the irrigation. The the Delta Snow Flocks has put on another set of flowers. I don't know how. It shouldn't be able to do that, but, it, but there you are. Even a couple of the crocosmias that are in the deep shade 
are putting on a flower now. The others out in the sun, of course, bloomed about three weeks ago. But that that is a lovely flower to have if you don't have too much of it. And there's some other stuff that's going on. The, the calla lilies have been just beautiful in their containers. In this week's newsletter, I wrote about taking care of these summer bulbs after they begin to die back after their flowers finish and whatnot. And I do think it's something that we sort of take for granted that, well, it's going to come back. Not everything will. For example, caladium bulbs are not going to come back. Um, that That's just one you've got to dig up and save even on our, even in, in zone nine, they're the winter can be so wet, they can rot. There's all kind of things that can happen in addition to just the temperature. So I think it's a real good idea to do that. But when it comes to gladiolas, when it comes to Asiatic lilies, those are perennials in, in, in our part of the world and just have to let them die down on their own, then cut their stems off after they've lost all their leaves and translocated all that wonderful energy into their basically into their bulb, but it might be a corm, you know, it might be a tuber, it might be another form, but it's something that holds um, some kind of, you know, something that's going to hold all that energy for us. If you've got something you'd like to send on the text line, of course, the C Spire text line is always open to you, 601-879-4395. You may or may not be planting anything in the fall garden I'm um, in, in terms of vegetables and flowers, the annual sorts, but I'd be willing to bet that you're looking at what everybody else is doing and thinking maybe a couple of mums in a container, you know, this or that, whatever you want to talk about, this is the place for that conversation. Oh, my goodness. Let's talk to Kathy in Columbus. Hey, Kathy. Thanks for calling. Thanks for calling. What's going on? Several years back, I heard you talking about being hired to pull nutgrass in somebody's yard, and it came back with a vengeance, and you said that you cannot pull it, if I remember correctly. That's right. That's right. Uh, We have a problem with it at church, and then it's in of monkey grass mm-hmm. uh, can, can I take straight roundup glove and rub it no. above the monkey but the the nut, we, nut, the problem with nutgrass of course is that every time we pull it up it multiplies and that makes uh-huh. three or four or five or ten where there was just one <laughs> What they used to right. say that makes two where there's just I'm telling you that makes five. But anyway, the so that we don't want to do that part of it. How big is the bed? Is it is um, it the size of a door or is it the size of, you know, a drive a driveway? I'm gonna say uh by eight bed. Say again? Six by eight. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, as as soon as it rains, as soon as it rains, you're going to dig all of the liriope out of there, okay? Because there's no way to kill one without killing the other or at least damaging it, and it's going to look really ugly. But if you just dig the whole business up and literally sift through the soil and get the nuts out of the nutgrass, then you can replant or... What would be even better at this time of year would be just to put a sheet of clear plastic over that bare soil and let it mm-hmm. let it sit there and solarize. Put a nice sign on it. You know, it says sunlight at work you know, or something. Right. <laughs> Don't let anybody get mad at it. But but I realize in a public place like that, it's hard to do this. But if you can possibly get that thick, clear plastic on top of there until about Thanksgiving, then you'd be able to plant anything you want in that bed without the nutgrass becoming a problem again so quickly. There's just okay. the, the the things that we spray to to treat for nutgrass 
are somewhat effective, and they're also going to damage anything else in that same sort of grassy family like the liriope that, that, that they touch. Right. And I know this is not the kind of situation where you can paint the, the product onto the leaves of the nutgrass because it's all jammed up together. So that's well, some the, of it's a lot taller than the monkey grass, so that's where I thought maybe mm-hmm. I could wet a glove. Well, you can, cert- I w- you can certainly try that. And but make sure you get the stuff that is for nutgrass, the particular product at your co-op or your garden center. Don't don't try to do this with with glyphosate because it's gonna uh-huh. all, it'll kill the top leaves, but they'll sprout right back up. Okay. Do you know the name of the product? I don't. I really, I honestly don't. But there's the literally the nutgrass is on the label, and I mean I've seen it. I just it's not coming to me right now, and I would probably get it wrong if I said something. Okay. <laughs> I will inquire. I am so sorry. Oh, what a mess. You know, I, I, I have often said nutgrass is so healthy and so happy that if we could find out a way to, like, weave chair seats with it, you know, or make headbands, I mean, we would have an industry uh-huh. because the stuff is so tough. But in terms of getting it out of the garden, it's really difficult. Well, can we use spurge as a cover? I don't know. I was going to say, I don't know. I don't know about I don't think so. But anyway, I get your point. I get your point. Yes. <laughs> yes. Only if it, and if it's dry, the spurge will take over the nutgrass. But I don't think that's something you want. That's not a fight you want to watch. <laughs> no, not gonna let them fight it out. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Good to hear from you today. Oh my goodness! Well, you know, sometimes plants. If we could just learn to love nutgrass, I realize that life would be easier in many places. But there's just not any use for it, and it takes up space and it eats the nutrients and it's not <clears throat> it's not especially pretty i'm sorry to be so judgmental but that's how i feel about it triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven is the super talk call line and of course six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five the ceasefire text line is always available to you too i wish that you would give yourself a really big present i'm thinking about what I'm what I really want to do in terms of the next piece of the garden, of course, is getting my beds back, the edges back on my beds. And I had another part of that fall off again. So if you want to know how long do the does really good, beautiful product of wood on the side of a braised bed last, I can tell you 20 years. <laughs> so the good news is they've lasted a long time. The bad news is they're going fast, and I've got to get them replaced. I have a collection of things. I have some cedar boards. I have some glass bricks. I, I'm, I'm hoping that this is going to be something that when you come to the Fondren Bottle Tree Garden Tour in October, you'll have a chance to see some really interesting and handsome edges on the beds that weren't there before. But it's only because they have finally fallen apart. I did notice also that there's mint crawling out of one of them that I surely thought I had gotten out of there. I've obviously begun another uh, crop of mint, and I'm going to have to do something about that. I don't even water there. I don't know how the mint is growing, but it is. And sometimes that's sometimes that's a good thing, but sometimes it's not. It was real sharp tasting. I can tell you that. I, I would not have wanted it, you know, in a, in tea or in a drink or something. Do y'all do, y'all do forged in fire? The thing where the people make knives on the competition show. Y'all know I watch everything in competition. <laughs> I watch glass blowing. I watch people sew. I do all of that. Well, 
I was thinking about the Forged and Fire folks the other day, and I think they need a new show. There's now been discovered a 300,000-year-old hunting weapon, but it involves the wood used to put this tool together. I'm really, this is just interesting. Lightweight weapons may have been, of course, preceding other kinds of weaponry, and we would expect that. For example, um, anything that, that's, we've, we've all seen the, the scenes in movies where a group of people are throwing sticks at something, you know, and they've got the sharp points on them, the arrowheads and whatnot. And it's usually more sophisticated than that by the time we read about it or learn about it. But it all had to start somewhere. So this is part of this. They made an <clears throat> aerodynamic and ergonomic tool. It's a stick. Now, there, this is part of this is the whole thing. I love this. The, the woodworking took multiple steps, cutting and stripping off the bark, Carving it into that aerodynamic shape, it's almost a boomerang, but not quite. It's still basically a stick. And scraping away some of the more surface, seasoning the wood so that it would not crack or warp, and then sanding it for easier handling. That's seriously technological. That's a that's a process of seven steps, okay? I guess it would be eight if you got the the first if you had went back to finding the spear in the first place, but this thing is one of the several different tools discovered in Germany in this particular place. It's been thirty years since they found all this stuff, but now they're really just starting to get into the whole analysis of it that we're able to do now that we weren't able to do before. So there are lots and lots of bits and pieces of things to look at. I like the fact that they chose spruce. Apparently, it's. It works better, was easier to carve. So I don't know. I guess we're going to have to just start making, like we make ancient knives, we're going to have to start making ancient woodworking items. I like it very, very much. There are um, there's several different bits and pieces of things going on that you probably have noticed. If your lawn is not watered, you're seeing much less Things like dollar weed this summer. But you will be seeing more of the spurge that we were talking about with the caller a few minutes ago. They're things that can tolerate the drought particularly better than your lawn can are getting a grip and getting a head start on things. So please go around and at least walk out and look a couple of times that is an awful lot of Something that you can take a look at, something that you can see what we're going to take a look to see about. Okay, it makes a lot of sense. If you don't know whether your yard is wet or dry underneath, look at the weeds that are growing, and that'll tell you, particularly now. All right, now, John's in Jackson. Is that right, sir? He's driving on the road in between Jackson and Memphis. Well, welcome in. Thank you for calling today, John. What's going on? Hey, thank you for taking my call. I have uh, I sent a picture in. I've got like a little vine that grows up every year in the same place there on the pool up through the lattice on the, uh, and it's uh, it looks like a fern. I tried to kill it at first, you know, thinking it, you know, is something poisonous or something, but it, yeah, I couldn't find out what it was, and I was wondering if you knew. There it goes. Uh, I knew I was on the wrong screen. Okay. 
Let it, me it's see. A, it's like there a it fern. Is. The leaf looks mm-hmm. like a fern. Well, it, it is. It is. It's in the. It is. It's. It's almost a fern. It's a wild. It's a wild fern. I'll get you the name of it at the next break. But it is one of those things that we see frequently. It grows easily, and it will eventually, maybe, maybe take over and be a problem. But usually, it's just something that comes up in the same spot every year for no apparent reason. People use it as, for example, in a hanging basket, if they're, if they're growing something in a basket and they want something else that'll fall over the edge or grow around the sphagnum, they'll use this particular little fern. Right. And you, in, we, in it's in the maidenhair right. bunch, but there's a, there's a, they all have a, their individual names and I'll find it for you. Yeah, there's no flowers on it no. that I've seen yet. Not really. It. It's just a fern. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, just a happy plant. little vine. <laughs> I've just never seen one a fern grow like that, like in a vine. Well, I was just curious. It's a happy it one. <laughs> hey, Thank listen you now. Very much. Travel safely out there. Oh, be careful. We always want to hear. We always want to make sure about that. I knew there was going to be some text somewhere if I could just find the right screen. Beautiful. Jeff's given us pear preserves in the pantry this morning. I'm telling you what, I, I have I have so many stories about cooking pear preserves. M- my mother and my grandmother and all of us did that every year for I don't know how long. But the the whole business, I think she built her house with a cabinet just for that. You know, was underneath everything next to the refrigerator, never got too hot, kept everything, kept the jelly there and all that sort of thing for ages and just were, was a beautiful thing. But the, the kefir pear tree really did um, pr- produce and produce and produce. So we were able to make lots and lots of pear preserves. And by the way, if you've never had cooking pears in a preserve, I'm, I'm going to give you a clue. If you don't eat figs that have been preserved because they taste too sweet, try pear preserves. They're sweet, but they're not. They're not going to make your teeth ache. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful black swallowtail larvae too. Really pretty. Thanks, Jeff. More to come. This is weekend gardening. One more for the Most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. A lot of businesses are losing opportunities to get new customers if they're not online. With the power of Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. The highly trained and trusted team at Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Faster relief you can count on. Back for qualified first-time buyers. Welcome back to Doghouse Living. We're talking with Bob and his wife, Jenny. Now, have you furnished your doghouse yet? Well, actually, sleeping bags work well. But the dog takes up most of the space. Well, at least he doesn't snore as loud as you. Sounds rough. Folks, stay out of the doghouse. Call 811 before you dig. 
Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Now's the time to get a great deal on select Kubota compact tractors. Rated number one in durability and owner experience. They're designed for easy operation and feature performance mesh detachments. Right now, put zero down and get 0% APR for up to 72 months, plus save up to $800 on select equipment. Now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Divinity Equipment Company on Highway 51 in Madison and at the end of Spring Ridge Road in Clinton. Major phone carriers make you sign contracts with rigid data plans to trap you into a kind of forced phonogamy. Sounds pretty insecure if you ask me. At Consumer Cellular, we believe in a more consensual and healthy form of phonogamy, free of contracts and more flexible to your data needs. This way, you stick around not because we force you to with contracts and fees, but because you love our phone plans. Like, ardently love our phone plans. Phonogamously. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. ESISupply.net. It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net. Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net. Socknet Boom Products, Oil Gator, Oil Dry, Spill Kits, and much more. ESISupply.net. Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net. I noticed mom hasn't been herself lately. She's been forgetful and not remembering to take her medicine. After visiting the orchard, I knew it was perfect. The orchard is Mississippi's premier continuing care retirement community, licensed in Alzheimer's and dementia care for men and women. I know she's in good hands. It's safe, convenient, and most importantly, it feels like home. For that extra peace of mind, call The Orchard today for a tour. 601-856-2205 or go to orchardretirement.com. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Turn your home into restricted airspace. Tell incoming flights you want them diverted. The new Raid Essentials light trap plugs into the wall and uses light to attract, then trap flying insects like fruit flies and mosquitoes. Its 24-7 continuous attraction provides insecticide-free protection that's people and pet friendly. Consider air service interrupted. New Raid Essentials light trap, insecticide-free protection. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. Yep, that's a maiden hair. I wish I could tell you the formal name of it, but I can't find it. So I'll just I'll have to keep looking. The, the good news is that there, there, are only, there are four or five of them. There's also a thing called Rosa Montana that looks a whole lot like it. But since this one doesn't bloom, the chances are good that it's one of the maiden hairs. Anyway, if you want to weigh in on that, you're welcome to. If... Um, yeah. <laughs> 
Trey, I tell you what, you're <laughs> <was> so funny. <laughs> anyway, can you recommend? Let's see, this is something else. Doug's in Carthage. He doesn't want to mow anymore. I can certainly sympathize with that. The hill faces west. Can you recommend a ground cover to replace grass on a hill that I don't want to mow anymore? This is going to sound really crazy, and I'm I'm really not I'm not unhappy with it. Ignore it for about six months. Something will grow there. You will have a ground cover. Okay. Now, if you actually want to plant this hill, I suggest that as you're as you as you're working on it, understand that you're going to do it in sections, and it's going to almost be terraced. That is to say, you're going to have a space you're going to plant, and then you're going to drop below that and plant, and then you're going to drop below that and plant. But it's going to need to have a little shelf that it can be planted on, depending on how steep the hill is. And at that point, you can come in and put any kind of ground cover that you like that will take sunlight. There are there are plenty of uh, jugas that can take sunlight. There are a whole boatload of the Confederate jasmine, star jasmine, that whole round of things that can take it. There. It seems as though there's more for shade than for sun, but that's not really so. You can you can certainly come in with a, a actual collection of wildflowers that grow low that you would think of as a ground cover. But usually when we make a wildflower hill or a wildflower pasture like this that we're talking about, we end up mowing them three times a year, which is a whole lot less than you would have to mow. So I would consider that it not only is beautiful, but it helps the pollinators get to you, too. But just realize that when you go to replace a hilly area, you're going to have to give it a little bit of a terrace, a little bit of a lip to grow on, and then come down a little bit more and make another lip. You don't have to make it a big formal terrace. It doesn't have to look like a pyramid going up the side of your house. But it does need to have a space where the plants can get a grip and grow in and get started. So that's not a not a bad way to begin. I did have a neighbor once that ended up putting his uh, lawnmower on a rope and running it down the hill. I always thought he should plant something else there. And of course, in the fall, you can sprinkle in, you can seed it all in with perennial ryegrass and give yourself an opportunity after you've taken the grass out for it to regrow, at least with something that will then hold either seeds or plants a little bit better. I like it. Um, Dave from Ripley. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Now, when the bumblebees get on the hummingbird feeder, it is because they're able to. There are a couple of solutions to this problem if you feel like it's a problem. You may feel like, well, the hummingbirds aren't here right now. The bumblebees need some water, too. I understand that. But if you want to keep them off, spray um, liquid. I'm sorry, spray shortening. I can't. I can only think of the name Pam, and I don't mean to tell you you need to use a particular product. But oil or shortening in a can, sprayed on there. See, the the hummingbirds are not likely to land as much as they are just to put their beaks into the flowers of the feeder and get the the nectar out. So if you if the parts of it where the bees are actually sitting is slick, they won't be able to sit there so easily. There used to be spray cans of Teflon that people use for this, but they decided that wasn't too safe. <laughs> Past not too safe. Oh my goodness. Well, good morning. How are you doing? My goodness, Rich. Tell you what, Kentwood's looking good. Brussels sprout stew, cabbages all over the place. <laughs> Y'all are funny. This is funny stuff. Y'all are great today. Everybody's in such a good mood. 
um, let's see, you can dig up anything you would like that is growing particularly next to a swimming pool and transplant it someplace else if the water from the pool is causing it to not grow well or if there's too much sun there, either one of those things. I do like the concrete blocks around um, the, the, the beds, and, and if I had a pile of those, but right now I have a pile of cedar wood and a pile of glass bricks and some other things like that. But I do very, very much like the 3 by 16 concrete blocks. You're right. Bob's in Summit. He uses those now. He's gotten away from wood entirely. And I also like it because it's easier to sit. You can make a ledge around the edge of the bed to, to sit on that's, that's much more functional than a lot of the ones we've done with wood. And it is indeed cheaper, he's right, than going and buying wood. So if I didn't have all this recycled stuff, I would certainly be going that way. In fact, I just set up um, a a place to mix potting soil yesterday, and that's the concrete blocks was the only thing that I needed for that. I I do like my concrete blocks. You never think about that. Somebody once gave me 10 as a birthday present. (laughs) He wouldn't think that was a nice gift, but it was for me. At the time, I said, you know, if this just had oh, I don't know, a garden cart underneath it, it would be even nicer. You have to say what you want in this world, huh? That's I learned that from Robert Kayat. You know, he as well, a fundraiser, I say, how do you how, how do you, you do get that? these big gifts? He goes, well, first of all, you go in and ask for what you really really want. Yeah, actually, then you back down to what you need, and you try not to say no. But you we have we have to have you. we have to have goals. You got to. We, we have to get Set there. The bar. We have to get in there and say, okay, this is what we're doing. And I I do think that that makes a great deal of sense because. The person that you're talking to doesn't know what you want until you tell them. And sometimes we're a little bit fishy around the edges instead of just saying things. Now, <laughs> Corinne, you were never unthinking. Corinne says, in a hurry and not thinking. I planted two sunflower seedlings in the container with the newly planted asparagus. The sunflowers have died out. Could I pull them out or would that disturb the roots of the asparagus, which is doing very, very well? I I would probably, um, in this particular case, I would reach in and cut the root right below the surface of the soil. It's not going to try to sprout again, she said confidently. But if it does, then you may end up having to to dig it out just a little bit. But I don't want you to go yank it out. That's right. You would disturb the roots of the asparagus, and you don't want that to happen. But the chances are very good that when you cut that stem of the sunflower just a little bit deeper under the soil, it's not going to come back. Or if it does, it'll be easy to deal with. Okay. All right. Let's see. Um, I would, I would. That's what I would do. Yes. I hope you got some seeds off of those. That's pretty. Lots of blossoms on my cantaloupe, but they never make fruit. Is it the heat? Yes, at least in part. Um, we have, we have some, but it's not entirely that. I have just, and I have to give you this report, Lance, because we're not the only people who had trouble with our escalator zucchini. People on Cape Cod, which is not hot. Well, I mean, they're hot for them, but they're not hot for for zucchini or for us. Anyway, they've gotten all male flowers. The vines are beautiful, but they've gotten no female flowers at all, even as recently as last week. So these are these are the things. This is why we try them. This is why our, our friend Renee sends us seeds so that we can all say, well, this didn't do so great, but this did great. I did start the rest of my seeds. So I have one that is now about four inches tall and is getting planted into another place 
so that hopefully I can have zucchini this fall. But I thought it was interesting that our, our problem here was we got male flowers and then the vines just melted in the heat. So both of those things, I ended up with one zucchini that was not really impressive. I'm accustomed to zucchini bearing so much that your neighbors walk away when you cross the street because they're afraid you're going to bring them some more. Okay, so that we understand that this is not a this is a disappointing zucchini. We'll see about the second round. The cantaloupes can also be affected by heat, but it, there's there's also the case that they needed to be blooming and and making fruit in May in order to ripen up and be in, really in in zone eight where Corinne lives, and. That's that's part of the heat problem that gets to them later on in the summer is that they, they can't make as easily, they don't make as well, and sometimes they don't make at all. But I would not let go. I would keep the vines healthy if I possibly could and keep trying. Oh, very neat. That is very, very cool. Speaking of forged in fire, Jeremy in Vicksburg and his kids made a knife. I love this. I have always wanted to go to Mackinac Island. That's one of those places that I just think would be so cool. Oh, my, my mom made it up there uh, probably about 10 or 12 years ago and said it was the coolest place ever. Now, it's tough to get there and get her. You know, it's, it's very it's throw, a, it's throwback. It's a destination. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it sounds amazing, you know. Well, they made, they made this knife with one of the former contestants on Forged in Fire. That's cool. Very cool. Very cool picture, too. Thank you for sending that to us today. Just beautiful, and y'all, y'all doing great with the picks, and I'm doing, I'm moving as quick as I can. I know you're doing editing. really good. They're, they're, in, in case you're not, in case you're not paying attention, supertalk.tv has now got not only me, woo, you can look at me, but you can also look at all of the the things that come in on text and a few other things that we're going to. That's the Brussels sprout stew right there that, that looks, looks so delicious. Good. My goodness, I wasn't hungry until now. Okay, now I was going to say, now here's Trey. So of course I'm going to get hungry. This is nice, very nice okra. That's that's the okra that's worthwhile. This I'm going to I don't even know, but I'm going to guess that it's either green velvet or it's spine crimson spineless, one or the other cuz that's the way the pods look, but that's really pretty. Really really pretty. I was supposed to go in fact get some I forgot about that altogether. I was supposed to pick up some okra the other day. Oh well, I guess we'll be decorating those <laughs> using them for decorations instead of eating. <laughs> Hello, Nancy. Um, let's see. They planted Florida speckled butter beans. Yum. That that have runners on them. Should we fertilize them? N- not necessarily. You know, if they look well and they're coming right along, it's it's not it's up to you. It's not it's not something the plant necessarily needs, and it can throw things off a little bit by adding too much nitrogen to the sy- system. But if they don't look as great as you want them to, if you feel like they're going into bloom a little too quick or any of these uh, the other issues that would tell you that fertilizer is needed, you can certainly give them a little light dose. In this kind of weather, and also usually in the summer anyway, I recommend a half dose. You may do it again sooner than you would have, but any kind of fertilizer that you put out at this time is going to be absorbed quickly because, I, the, as we understand, plants photosize faster, photosynthesize rather faster in the heat. So if we're going to fertilize them, let's do it lightly and maybe a little bit more often. The other thing, other question is, when can we plant spinach and rutabaga? I planted my spinach seeds in cups um, this week because I would like to plant them into my grow box in at least in September, early September. So if you're going to seed directly into a, a 
for example, a, a, a row in your garden or into a raised bed or into a big pot where you want them to grow, you can go ahead and do that now or as soon as it's cool enough for you to stand to be out there. <laughs> so that's the other part. You may not want to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and and go out and water your plants like some of us, but um, I, I was really surprised. I heard from a friend this week who said she went out to water her plants at about 5.30 one morning and discovered that her housemate had already been up and watered them. <laughs> she said, I'm thinking we're going to be awake at night now and no longer in the daytime. It could happen. It, things do change. If you ever wonder where the concept of siesta came from, it may have been a 100-degree summer. I don't know for sure. Rutabagas, I'm not going to start rutabagas until I start turnips in, in late August. I would prefer to wait on them. I don't grow rutabagas, so I can't really help with that. Um, um, well, that's good. I'm glad the ants have decided to stay in one place. That's good news. I think that's all the text for right now. Of course, the text line is yours. And, and frankly, if it wasn't, I don't even know what we did before we had a text line. The phone rang off the hook. I do know that. And, and y'all are very kind to always get in touch that way. But it, the text line has been hilarious because we can get these pictures of things like the bumblebees tearing, literally tearing up the hummingbird feeder. They like that sugar water, too. Of huh? course. Of course. I, I felt like I was being teased by the bumblebees in my Vitex tree this week. I was trying to take some more pictures because I wanted to shoot a video while I was out there. And instead, I ended up chasing them around. And I realized if you were across the street, you would have thought I had lost my mind because I was all but climbing up in the tree trying to get a picture of one bumblebee. What was I doing that for? I don't know. That was silly. But that's how it is. Oh, bumblebee stories. I promised we would get to those today. My goodness, butterflies. We got so much, so much critter news. It's just overwhelming, really. I, I will have to give you, though, this, this one particular headline that I'm so fond of. <laughs> There's no reason for why I should feel this way. But we all talk about nematodes. Most of us, the only time we ever hear about a nematode is when somebody grows their tomatoes in the same soil twice. And they don't make, and they pull them out of the ground, and they got all these knots on the roots. Well, that's from the root knot nematode, which is a microscopic worm. There's lots of nematodes out there, and some of them are now taking a joyride across electric voltages. And if that sounds like word salad, I'm going to explain it to you when we come back. One voice, the voice of agriculture. We have one job, growing the products you need every day. We have one mission, fighting for agriculture and rural Mississippi. We have you in mind, caring for your private property rights. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. 
Please do not use gas appliances for purposes for which they are not intended. A gas oven should never be used for heating purposes. Never store flammable materials inside. The Mississippi Propane Gas Association takes pride in keeping your home or business protected. We ensure that our products are delivered in compliance with the highest industry safety standards to safeguard your family, your property, and the environment. Our dealers participate in the industry's best practices for propane usage and promote consumer safety education. Visit MSPropane.com. Energy for everyone. Propane. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I'm David Frederick, owner of Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon. I'm here to tell you that springtime is the best time to buy a new Exmark zero-turn mower. With unmatched quality of cut, ease of operation, and low maintenance, it's no wonder why Exmark is the number one choice of landscape professionals. With sizes starting at 42 inches and 0% financing available, we have an Exmark zero-turn for all size lawns. Come by my store and see why Frederick's has been leading the way and serving you for 30 years since 1993. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick, GMC, or pre-owned vehicle at Fillmore Buick GMC. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop to opt out. Terms and conditions apply. Visit ISSA online for details. Rachel, you look amazing. What have you been up to? Thanks, Megan. I finally left the 9 to 5 grind and got certified as a yoga instructor by the ISSA Yoga and Wellness Academy. Wait, you're a yoga instructor now? Yes, and I love it. I've turned my passion for health and wellness into a business. It feels so good helping people improve their lives, and I basically get paid to look and feel great. That's amazing. Was it hard to get certified? No, the ISSA Yoga and Wellness Academy makes it super easy. You can get certified in as little as five weeks at your own pace and 100% online. Once you're certified, you do what you want. Start your own business, work at a studio, or just do it as a side hustle. Yoga instructors can make over $72,000 a year. Incredible. How do I get started? Just send them a text. It's free. Text HEALTH to 200-300 to get started today and be certified with the ISSA Yoga and Wellness Academy in as little as five weeks. Just text HEALTH to 200-300 right now to get started for free. Text the word HEALTH to 200-300. Text HEALTH to 200 300. So how do you know if you have hail damage? Not all roof damage can be spotted from the ground. Gallo here from Experience Believe Me. You need a pro that you can trust to give you an honest assessment of your roof. There's no better team than Watkins Construction and Roofing. You can trust them to give you an honest evaluation. The Watkins team will answer your call 24-7 and give you a complimentary roof inspection and estimate. Plus count on them to get back with you as fast as the next business day. Financing is available. Count on the pros. Watkins, 601-966-8233. Sometimes we give ourselves a little bit less credit than we deserve, you know? 
Most of us will find that uh, you go grab some vegetables, get something to eat, do this or that. And then you say to yourself a little while later, well, couldn't I have grown that? Mm, Maybe so. Maybe somebody asks you, well, did you like this one or did you like that one when it came to two tomatoes? You said, well, of course I like this one because I grew it. But on the other hand, I might try this other one next. That's part of why we really do enjoy gardening so much. It's, It's something not only that keeps us occupied in our minds because we're thinking about it all the time, but also because it gives us the opportunity to actually do something different, use a different set of skills than we use in quote-unquote real life to give ourselves the opportunity to really stretch just a little bit. There are, excuse me, there's an, an awful lot about heat that we keep talking about in here, how to do solarization, of course, how to really hopefully find our way to get at least one or two female flowers on that cantaloupe so that Corinne can do some hand pollinating. But we've also got an awful lot of other things, and that is the worry about our flowers for next spring. You do need to make sure that you're getting water to camellias and azaleas, and all of the things that you want to bloom next spring might be pieris, might be Oh, gosh, it could be any number of things. Itea virginica. It could be all sorts of things that we enjoy in the summertime. Clethra, all of those little shrubs, you know, that we, we appreciate. Well, they're after they finish, they spend a lot of time in the late summer not only just growing but also putting on some energy for the next year's flowers. And I really do hope that you have the opportunity to give them some water or at least to next year understand why they didn't bloom for you because that's part of the problem. Considering, excuse me, considering all of those uh, Dracenas that are out on the porch and underneath the tree in the shade and other cane-type plants, even Diefenbachias in some cases, we really do want to think about how we're going to get those back into the house. In maybe eight or nine weeks, it will be time. And one of the questions, of course, is what do we do with that? Well, I want you to learn how to air layer if you haven't already. It's really simple. You're looking at that piece of Dracaena, might be the marginata, might be corn plant. You know, there's a whole bunch of them. But at some point in their life, you end up with a cane that's too tall for the container it's in and a bunch of leaves at the top and only a few others at the bottom. So that's the point where you can make an entirely other plant. You can give yourself the opportunity not only to ensure that this plant goes into the future in a healthy way, but also that you have another one and you don't have that opposite, that, that lopsided looking thing going with the tall cane and the no leaves at the bottom. Take, their, take the opportunity now to look at that tuft on the end of that branch. You know that it can be a whole plant by itself. So get yourself a few things. Get a little sphagnum moss. Get some plastic wrap. Get two twist ties. And something that'll cut. Not a, it doesn't need to be any bigger than a paring knife and could probably be smaller than that. What we're trying to do is, with an air layer is to wound that cane so that it is provoked to make more roots. Then later on, you'll come down below that where you've done this air layering, cut it off, take those roots in the top, and you've got a whole other plant. So all you have to do is cut that slit. Now, if it's hard to keep it open, 
you need to take a toothpick or something and wedge it in there because you got to have the wound open. The, the plant's going to try to heal itself. You don't want it to do that. And give yourself the opportunity then to take wet sphagnum moss, wrap it all the way around this wound, the entire width and size of the stem, maybe a couple of inches above and below where the slice is. And you really are just wounding it. You're not cutting through it. You're just wounding the stem so that it will say, i got to do something. I better fix this. And in, in the case of this plant, it will put out roots. So then secure that with plastic wrap around it so that it stays moist. Put the twist ties at the top and the bottom. I like clear plastic because then you can see when the roots form. A few months from now, it'll be ready to go. Maybe even by the time you need to take the plant in the house. So if it's gotten too tall to fit through the door, that's an, another option, another help for you. It's really important to understand how houseplants grow because they, they, the things that we think of as houseplants are actually tropical foliage plants from usually the lower parts of the rainforest. And lower, you know, in other words, in the shadier areas of the rainforest most of the time is what we're looking at when we're looking at tropical foliage plants or when we're looking at things called dracaenas and diffenbachias and pothos ivies and philodendrons. All of those things have a similar need for a fairly protected environment, both in terms of lack of sunlight direct on them is never a good idea. And, of course, for cold weather, they can't tolerate that. Some of them can't even tolerate the heat. I have a friend that sent a note to me this week and said, my croton has dropped every leaf. The croton's five years old. It's been on her porch in New Orleans forever. And it got so hot finally this year, It, with the same care that she's always given it, it dropped every leaf. Now, the good news is the stems are still alive and they will sprout new leaves, probably. But if you're having that problem, you may want to do a little bit of trimming on the top, you know, give the whole plant a little bit more of a boost. And another case, obviously, for some fertilizer. Well, Rich is really trying to hurt me, not only with Brussels sprout stew, which would be my first choice of all of this. But uh, my goodness, he's off into all sorts of things now. What are we looking at? Oh, chicken cacciatore with roasted asparagus, and I'll bet you his his chickens too. I don't know. I don't know how I know that because I don't. Well, you're you're succeeding, Rich. <laughs> the the hungry is coming upon us. It's killing us. And somebody's a gourmet <laughs> chef too. So. Look, yeah, I'm serious. I'm 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 confident that Rich can't do every single thing, but he does know how to get the appropriate assistance. <laughs> if, if if you're cooking, you're you're doing this. You're doing this really well. Speaking of that, I, 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 I think I learned something this week. And that's, I do learn something every single day, but I don't usually learn anything about chicken thighs. I learned how to debone a chicken thigh. My world has changed now. <laughs> Anybody, we can do videos if y'all want to. But anyway, fun stuff though to, to talk about and to, to figure out how you're going to put things together. I have, uh, I just have to tell you, the cherry tomatoes have been wonderful. They have continued to make. The white currant is the little tiny one that is still making even today. I went out and popped a couple of fruits off to have for breakfast, which I should have eaten more because now all this food is on the screen. (laughs) It's killing me. Anyway, I hope that if you are looking at that fall garden for vegetables, that you do not overlook the fact that you don't have to be in a hurry. If you want to plant tomatoes again, you got to do that pretty quick. Find those plants, get them in there, or, or groom up the ones you have. It's also true that if you want to do anything that's really long-term, for example, if you were trying to plant a pumpkin now, 
which is more than 100 days usually, or if you were trying to plant butternut squash, which can be a 70 or 75-day plant to grow, some of those others like that, you would, you'd would really have to hurry up. But if you're just talking about the things that we usually consider the fall garden, and that, of course, rolls right into mustard greens, turnip greens, Swiss chard, beets, and, yes, even the rutabagas, carrots and turnips, all of the things that we are talking about, that all really gets started in August. I had someone last year after I talked about you could plant beets in August in Tupelo. I don't remember what the conversation was about, but that I did make that remark. And she sent back a note and said, you know, you really can. She planted some because she didn't believe me. I like that. I do want to be proven wrong sometimes, (laughs) and frequently that does happen. You know that's true. Whether you're planting echinaceas or whether you're planting Stokes asters or whether you're trying to get some liatris going, we can talk about how to plant wildflowers, how to get ready for that. We can also talk about some other things, and I will get around to the butterflies, I promise. So stick around. This is Weekend Gardening. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. It's a big job keeping a whole planet fed. More American producers are turning to the fuel that gives them the power to do it. Propane. With lower costs, cleaner emissions, and greater reliability, propane can do more around your operation better than any other fuel. And with an abundant supply made right here in the U.S., you're helping America stay energy independent. We've got a world to feed, so let's get to work in a clean energy revolution. Energy for everyone. Propane. For more information, visit MSPropane.com. Did you know that feeling sluggish or weighed down could be signs that your digestive system isn't working at its best? But taking Metamucil every day can help. Metamucil supports your daily digestive health using a special plant-based fiber called psyllium. Psyllium works by forming a gel in your digestive system to trap and remove the waste that weighs you down. Metamucil's gelling action also helps to promote heart health and slows down sugar absorption to promote healthy blood sugar levels. Start feeling lighter and more energetic by taking Metamucil every day. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. Your home for Ole Miss Sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. I'm JT Mitchell, and you're listening to Super Talk, Mississippi News. 
Coming off a loss in Tuesday's Hines County District 2 supervisor race, incumbent David Archie is now claiming election fraud took place. I had no idea that this would be a matter that I was getting ready to take on. I'm not a sore loser. I've lost on several occasions. This criminal act and high-tech election heist that is full of fraud and corruption, this particular case should straighten out everything that is taking place here in Mississippi when it comes to election fraud as well as corruption. Archie, who lost to Anthony Smith by nearly 26 points, went on to blame former Hines County Election Commissioner Tony Johnson. Attorneys for Smith have refuted Archie's claims, saying no machines were manipulated during the Democratic primary. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Here's how to... Welcome back to Doghouse Living. We're talking with Bob and Jenny. So what's next with your doghouse? Well, we're going to put on an addition. We've got a litter on the way. And I don't know where we're going to put all of them. Be careful, Bob. You're already in hot water for not calling 811. You don't want to get busted for littering. Folks, stay out of the doghouse. Call 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. As grade school students across the Magnolia State continue getting back into the classroom after summer vacation, the University of Mississippi's Jumpstart program has been preparing preschoolers to begin kindergarten. Caitlin King, the program's manager, has the details. We focus on a number of skills. Um, We focus on vocabulary, um, building vocabulary when reading storybooks, um, phonological awareness skills. Um, We also have a focus on social-emotional development. Um, And and too, with Jumpstart, we really just foster um, a love and enjoyment for reading. We really try to focus on that as well. King encourages parents to think outside the box for ways to educate their children. As you're walking down the aisles of, you know, the produce section, you can talk about the different um, vegetables and, and fruits that you see and all of those kind of things and the colors that you see in the produce section. So things like that, too, that we might not think twice about can really help prepare those students for kindergarten. Caleb Sailors, Super Talk, Mississippi News. Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. Counting today, we got four Saturdays left to the kickoff of college football 2023. And the first preseason poll is out. The coaches' polls, top 25. Georgia is at number one with 61 first-place votes. Michigan is number two. Alabama is number three with four first-place votes. Ohio State is fourth with one first-place vote. Then it's LSU at number five. USC, Penn State, Florida State, Clemson, and Tennessee rounding out the top ten. Then Washington, Texas, Notre Dame, Utah, Oregon is number 15. TCU, Kansas State, Oregon State, Oklahoma, North Carolina at at 20. Wisconsin, Ole Miss is ranked number 22. Tulane, Texas Tech, Texas A&M rounding out the coaches' top 25. Mississippi State is in the others receiving votes category along with South Carolina, Florida, Kentucky, Arkansas, Auburn, and Missouri. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. We are the people, Mississippians. 
We are the land, growing food, fiber, and timber. We are there when you need us, from the roof over your head to the food on your table. We are small town, but big moments, your next-door neighbors. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work. Or in some cases, no work at all. Costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. This is the first full weekend of the NFL preseason, and Indianapolis will be at Buffalo. Tennessee Titans will take on the Chicago Bears at Chicago. The Jets will be at Carolina to play the Panthers. Jacksonville will be in Dallas to play the Cowboys. Philadelphia is at Baltimore to take on the Ravens. And then Saturday night, tonight, at 9 o'clock, the Battle of L.A., the L.A. Chargers will take on the L.A. Rams to finish out Saturday's schedule. Then on Sunday, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl champions, will visit New Orleans to take on the Saints, and that will get underway at noon on Sunday. The San Francisco 49ers will be at Las Vegas to play the Raiders, and that will be a 3 o'clock kick on Sunday to round out the first NFL preseason weekend. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mama's on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, 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 hello. My goodness, y'all got some great texts today. This is fun. I <laughs> Trey has found a plant. And I didn't know there were any plants that Trey was going to run into that he didn't already know. But surprise, it's a milkweed. I've got to look up which one it is, but it, it's a beautiful one, too. We have, I believe it's six. Somebody will correct me. Uh, I think it's six, though, um, varieties of milkweed that grow in the state of Mississippi. And there might be a couple more in Alabama, but pretty much the same thing in Louisiana and southern Arkansas. So we have that the same group of things there. But it's a, it's a beautiful plant, really wonderful thing. Rhett's up in Ridgeland, of course. Y'all remember us talking about he had one melon. We're still on the melon program today. There are uh, – it's about the size of part of his hand. It's little bitty, but it thumps. And the, the the stem has dried back, so that tells you that it's not going to get any bigger. And so, therefore, he's, he's going to cut it and he's going to reveal, but we have no crystal ball. We can't tell you for sure if it's going to be any good. Well, you know, and kind of circling back to our zucchini squash, a buddy of mine. <laughs> See, and, we've got all yeah, that yeah. going on. I'm going to tell oh. a buddy of mine, Andy, uh, if he's listening. He It was so funny. We were over at his house about a month ago. Uh, and, and he had all the, the squash growing on the side of the house and it was looking beautiful. And, uh, then he had, you know, got sidetracked and didn't pay attention to it for about a month. He goes, man, I just gave up. I didn't think it was going to produce anything burned up and he went around the corner and he had 
three or four beautiful squash. And I was, I, you know, as big as your arm, yo, probably. Beautiful, yeah. And he's like, man, I didn't know this was going to, does that happen? I mean, if you sure. just give up sometimes. It sure, but, it does. Okay. Cause sure I was like, does. I kind of did that with the zucchini squash. There's, there's always that. It, and we, I, I don't, I do not want to personify vegetables. Okay. They don't talk to me. I'm not quite that crazy, but I do think they show us stuff. And I think particularly in times of stress, we often will see, for example, even if it's growing beautifully, by the end of spring, it's gotten too hot for lettuce to continue to put on leaves, and it does what's called bolting. It puts on a flower. That's a change that's going to happen, okay? In the case of zucchini, we don't expect that to happen quite as quickly as it did, but even it's going to go somewhere. And if the squash is completely ignored and we get into a summer pattern, it's going to try to make a seed for the to survive for the next generation. So I think that's where your friend's squash came from, was just the op, the opportunity. I'm not saying the squash is making a conscious decision. I just think that's how things work, that we we try so hard a lot of times to understand what's why they won't grow. Sometimes it is a matter of a simple stress to give them a little push to, to make things grow. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the banyan tree on the island of Maui in Hawaii at Lanai. Um, I, I have to tell you, it, it is, it's a piece of my world, you know. It's, it's one of those things that you just presumed would always be there. And it may, it may, it, it may make it. It's very wounded. Nothing in comparison. I'm not anywhere near comparing this to the, demo, de, the damage, the demolitions, the destruction, the absolute horror of what happened there. But to see a tree of that old that is actually still standing, it's pretty impressive. I'm in hopes that it will be able to sprout and continue doing what it needs to do. Oh, that's interesting. Well, thank you, Kevin. I'm going to send that over to Trey. It's an interesting note about the plant. Oh, my goodness. So pretty. So pretty. Beautiful, Rich. This is just, we're going to, we clearly have, we are late in our road trip plants. We've got to go to Kentwood. It looks like it. We're killing y'all with this. That's decadence there. I mean, it's awesome. Neither of us is planning a wedding anytime soon, but apparently if you are, you need to talk to our friend Rich in Kentwood because this is beautiful. My goodness. What a spread. Anyway. If you want to talk about your place that you do weddings, send us some pictures. We'll talk about you, too. We love that. And that's the ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. I'll tell you what I want to see. I want to see some Mayhaw jelly lined up just like the pear preserves were. Uh, I, want to, I want to see that. Okay, now, if y'all are on supertalk.tv, you're getting a chance to see Rhett's Melon. We've, we've, we're putting you out on the public there, Brett. It's a beauty. Now, speaking of Spurge, now that we've had it mentioned twice today, I have to tell you, I'm, I know I'm more interested in the fossil record than most people are, but when these stories come to me and tell me what was actually here and what it actually could, could have done and meant to us, I'm just fascinated. Of all people, Penn State, for goodness sakes, if you... If you don't know what spurge is, spurge is a big family. It, it, it includes a whole lot of plants, but in particular, things like rubber tree, castor oil, poinsettia, cassava, 
and and the little spurge that grows in our yard, okay, that we're not so fond of. But the, there now have been some fossils found in Argentina that suggests, I don't think they had a car, but the spurge got into somewhere, somehow or another and managed to get themselves a trip across the continents. That's right. How in the world is this? Well, it's all about galactic changes, okay, in this, cre- in this one plant's world. But it comes down to a very simple bunch of stuff for us. The land moved. The climate shifted. Of course, we, 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 there have always been warmer periods and colder periods and all that sort of thing. We're, we're just in a period of great drama of, of that. There have always been these things. We're just in a particularly notable one. But reporting in the American Journal of Botany, which I can tell you is a dry publication, God bless them, I have had to... I've had to research that particular one, and it it is something. But this is where serious information goes. This was the Macaranga Melodoclade encompasses a common ancestor and all the descendants. They have been considered forever to have Asian origins. Okay? Guess what? It turns out that we're going back again. Last week we mentioned about the, uh, the, the, the Gondwanda the supercontinent that did encompass South America, Antarctica, and Australia before it spread around the globe, okay? The the spurge went from there to the rest of the world, so it didn't actually begin in Asia. It was really fascinating stuff. I love seeing the pictures of these tiny, tiny fossils. And to me, part of the, I don't know, part of the, the great joy of having just this a bit of tiny bit of knowledge that I have tells me how much respect I have for the people that are willing to go look at this stuff and trace it back through all of its botanical function and all of its tox- taxonomy and everything else to find out what it was so we understand the tenacity of the Spurge family, for heaven's sakes. Oh, my goodness, it's just wonderful, just wonderful. Sandra wants to know... Um, if she can fertilize, what you can you can fertilize. If you want to fertilize things like annual flowers and annual vegetables, certainly yes. Again, I'm going to do um, I'm going to do it a half way. You know, I'm going to, again, I'm going to use a half measure. I do want to see everything that's going to go back in the house get fertilized here in the next few weeks because you're not going to want to do that right away when you take them indoors. It's too messy and too much trouble. But you do want them to have some nice new flushes of growth on them before you begin to move them into the indoors for the winter. Believe it or not, we will be doing that. So if you're going to mix up a soluble fertilizer and water your plants with it, I'm I'm still going to say use it at half strength. And instead of coming back in a month, come back in a couple of three weeks and do that same thing again. If you have not fertilized your lawn, I'm not going to fertilize it now. If you have not, uh, you, you may consider using a winterizer, but it's too hot for that product right now. So you may want to do that a little bit later on. We usually do that in August. August is turning out to be pretty warm, so you won't, probably don't want to do that. Um, the next thing, of course, is trees and shrubs. No, we're not going to fertilize those at this particular point in time. But she's right. It has been really hot. <laughs> we were discussing in the break the crepe myrtles that you're seeing. Yeah. I threw a picture of that up from the yard Beautiful today. bark. I love that. It's amazing. I wish there was something you could do with the bark because there's plenty of it. <laughs> but the trees you have to are just so, look at yeah, it. Yeah, it's amazing. It's beautiful. I love it. It's, it's, a, it's it, it, almost like a type of paper, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But is that healthy for the tree? I've had a few questions this week about that, and uh, just wanted yeah. to throw that up. That's that's good that, for the tree. The, the trees that the, the crepe myrtles that shed their bark have been selected because they shed their bark, and it's pretty, and it changes how they look, and it's a feature for the for the summer and fall, and even into the winter when the flowers are gone. There are some that. Um, are notable the, the way crepe myrtles came to us the really slick gray trunks that we think of came in the first bunch of things that were imported we think about the watermelon pink crepe myrtle it's been in the south i don't know longer than me and it, those are everywhere but then we get into the newer ones that have peeling bark or that have really bright red flowers or that have, in the case of the, the Catawba at my house, have purple flowers that are just stupid purple. They're beautiful. Trees in the wrong place, but it's still a nice tree. The, the whole, all of those really became part of the breeding program at the National Arboretum. And doc, several professors and people that I've had the joy to study with over time did that work. They released them, and they named them after Native American tribes and released them over a period of about 15 years. And now we're all having a chance to enjoy, for example, the gigantic Natchez crepe myrtle, the big white one that should never be pruned and has shedding bark and will be 30 feet tall. <laughs> you know, it's a beautiful tree. But not all of us have room for that one. So we, we end up with some of these other smaller trees that are, that were bred to be landscape plants that could be enjoyed. And I just, that's one of the best examples of bark that I'll, you'll see. Supertalk.tv, in case y'all want to check it out. It's just beautiful. And remember, yeah, we, you can go back and see these babies too. Yeah, uh, the show. You can listen sure. to it on archive. STMM is a great, uh, place to start. There's so much content, especially you get to see beautiful garden mama and all these photos <laughs> that are these wonderful callers and uh, texters are sending us. So don't forget to check out the online version of this show. I think you'll be very impressed. And as we get, you know, as I get better at this, Nellie can, can't get any better at her job, but I can Stop. definitely improve. But yeah, it's a lot of fun to put this out and show what you guys are encountering every, every week, every day. Thank you. Y'all really do provide us with a lot of content and we're trying to to make sure that it gets out so that it can in turn be used and enjoyed over and over again. There's uh <laughs> the um I, I will I'll tell you about that in a minute. We will be um we have we have some some of y'all's conversations don't go on <clears throat> the big bird, so to speak. All right. Suzanne's in Clinton. I took a cutting from my red Texas star hibiscus earlier this summer and put it in water. It now has a mass of white roots. Congratulations. What do I do now to give it the best chance of survival? Oh, pot it up. Um, I wouldn't give it anything smaller than a one-gallon container. If you can, if you have anything that's that big, don't need to go a lot larger. But you need something because this does have a lot of roots. And it is going to be something you're going to grow this in there until next spring. I would not plant this. The, the Texas star hibiscus is a very tough plant. However... It is also true that we don't know what fall is going to bring. We we have heat right now. It's too hot to almost to transplant anything unless you're going to stand there with water on it, you know, almost permanently. And certainly anything with thin leaves like this particular hibiscus is very vulnerable to wilting and, and actually to dying in that process. So pot it up, well-drained potting soil, and maybe a little bit of your native soil if you're going to put something, put it into a flower bed eventually. 
and use that as your mix. Go ahead and grow it over the winter. Put it in the sunniest spot you have on your porch. You don't want it out in full sun like afternoon sun will melt that thing right now. But put it into a nice bright environment and let it grow for you through the winter. And you should you may even end up with some flowers before next spring. But the chances are really good that you'll be able to see them in bloom next year about this time. It is one of those plants that we take for granted until until you try to grow it. And then it's it's easy right up until it's not. Some people just have so many of those plants, they don't realize that other people have a tough time getting them to grow. I, I have cashmere bouquet. Cashmere bouquet is very much similar to that. Some people want it. Other people spend half a lifetime trying to get rid of it. If you're going to grow cashmere bouquet and any of the other things that can be a little bit bullyish, she said, with I, I mean, that's a nice word for it, but they'll run right over stuff. On the other hand, they bloom with big pink flowers the size of footballs that are just magnificent butterfly magnets. So you, you, it's nice to have, but put them somewhere away from your other plants. I have them along the side of the house, and they, I know they're growing under the house. There's just not enough sunlight under there for them to bloom. <laughs> but they grow along the side of the house, and they're just lovely, particularly because they do bloom with such beautiful flowers in fall. I, you know, we've heard all our lives that that elephants remember stuff, elephants don't forget, and all that sort of thing. Well, turns out that we gave them the proper cred for all of that. However, heliconius butterflies understand what space they're in and also where they have been and are able to return to that particular spot. Now, heliconus are long-winged butterflies. If you if you haven't happened to have seen them, you can search that up on your own. But they're really they're pretty, they're not uncommon, and they're just one of these these interesting things we have never experimented and tried to find out whether or not butterflies or moths actually have this particular quality. And they do. Publishing in current bio, current biology, they may be also able to learn spatial information at big scale. In other words, from going from here to there in more, more than just their, their time, the range that we might consider them in for moving from plant to plant. There may be a bigger context here, and that's what they're studying to look at. It's called novel foraging behavior because they, they learn the location of reliable pollen sources and return to those, and that's not common. It, would, it seems logical to me what they call is a, a long-term relationship is, is the trap line. They're foraging roots where the food sources repeatedly were usable and the, the critter, whichever one it is, in this case it's this butterfly, learns to go back and forth. It's similar to some the way some orchid bees behave and, of course, to bumblebees. The bumblebees that are in my Vitex have had it on their GPS forever. They're, however many generations there are, they all know where that Vitex tree is, and it's really the only reason I haven't cut the tree down because I don't like it. <laughs> but it's it serves its purpose. And, and no, it didn't get there before me. It's a long story. I planted it thinking it was a different color than it is. But the bumblebees don't care, and I like the bumblebees. So we've worked it out over time. They know where it is, and the heliconias, I presume they're going to study bumblebees some more, too, because they're known for that same kind of pollen-seeking behavior. All right, now, there's some frogs hopping out of here. Oh, yeah, by the world, did, did you know that butterflies see differently depending on what sex they are? I don't know about that, but they're, they're telling me all about it. You stick around. We'll talk about it.
Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. Give your customers a whole home energy upgrade. The Propane Energy Pod Builder Incentive Program. What's the Propane Energy Pod? It's a total home energy upgrade that combines high-efficiency propane gas appliances to meet a home's major energy needs and delivers superior comfort and efficiency compared with all electric homes. Not only is it good for homeowners, it's good for builders, too. All propane homes, on average, are valued up to 5% higher than all electric homes. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. COVID-19 has cast a spotlight on the stark inequalities that drive poverty. The poorest communities in the U.S. and around the world are suffering the most. Oxfam believes we can put systems in place to protect health and livelihoods in the future if we work together with dignity and compassion. Learn how you can help offer safety to the most vulnerable and fight for a more resilient future at OxfamAmerica.org. Sponsored by Oxfam America. Gallo here for Baroni's Tree Pros. My friends at Baroni's Tree Pros put customer satisfaction as the only way to leave a job. Nothing less than the best service you'll find in the industry on tree removal, tree pruning, stump grinding, debris cleanup. You got questions? Baroni's Tree Pros will give you a plan, time frame, and budget that's perfect for you. Free estimate at 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. Or it's online at baroniestreepros.com. The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Sisk Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, t-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. A toast to our new college grad who fills us with so much joy, almost as much as when we're in our RV. Oh, the world is your oyster, kiddo, and ours too. Now that we're covered with Progressive, Dad and I can hop in our RV anytime we want. Might even splurge on a retractable awning. Look out. (laughs) Sorry, what was I talking about? Protect your loved one with an RV policy from Progressive. Take as little as four minutes to see what you could save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Are you the parent of a two- to seven-year-old? Listen closely for an exciting free radio offer. By now, you've probably heard of ABC Mouse, the Parents' Choice Award-winning online learning program that's actually changing the lives of early learners everywhere. ABC Mouse is like a little one-on-one teacher. It has helped her so much. Right now, we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month, but you have have to go to abcmouse.com slash radio to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com slash radio. Sponsored by Age of Learning. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> 
Dream, the new degree of comfort. I'd like to be under the sea in an octopus's garden in the shade. He'd let us in, knows where we've been. In his octopus's garden in the shade. I'd ask my friends to come and see. Tell you what, it's really good to find out that somebody occasionally listens to me. That's really nice. We're now looking, if you were at supertalk.tv, and I hope you are, come on now. You know you want to see these butterflies. This is our heliconius um, that we were just talking about, which are the ones that can remember where stuff is, and long wing refers to the fact that their upper wings are longer than their lower wings. That's another one of the reasons why we call skippers skippers is because their wings are the same size, so they, they skip like a rock across things. <laughs> I think butterfly namers were pretty interesting people. What do you think? Hey, Jesse, welcome in from Raymond. What's on your mind today? So what happened was I had to move last year. And I had to leave my big old Brugmansia's angel trumpets in the ground. I'd already taken some rootings. Most of these were maybe two feet long, maybe an inch, inch and a half around, and they were already pretty well rooted, maybe about a dozen of them. And what I did when I got here to Raymond, beautiful downtown Raymond, mm-hmm. I, I dug, you know, I, I dug a I planted them, you know, really well, a nice deep hole, and I put plenty of good dirt around them. And this year they did really well up until about July. And what happened was they bloomed, and then, of course, they dropped the blooms. But the new growth is spindly, and uh, it's, it's just barely coming out. So my question is, should I, will Bergmantius take full sun? And or should I move these? In other words, should I wait until the roots get a grip, or should I go ahead and move them this fall and uh, you know to a maybe a semi shade morning sun situation? Since you have a choice, I'm going to leave some there because they probably will adapt. And yes, they're beautiful yeah. in full sun. the The prettiest you're in zone eight, like me. The prettiest clump of angel trumpets I've ever seen in zone eight is on the edge of I-55 going south, and it's in somebody's yard where it literally hangs off the drop. In other words, there's the yard comes out, and then it drops off to the road, and the angel trumpets are right yeah. there. The drainage is spectacular, and the sun is relentless. So I think in that circumstance, it's just like so many other plants of ours. We can They can take full sun, provided they get enough water and provided they drain. And in the case of angel trumpets, okay. they, they need both of those things. But I would certainly move some of them to morning sun, afternoon shade, because you've got so many to play with. And because, frankly, sometimes those end up blooming at a shorter height when they don't have quite as much sun. And that can be fun in the landscape. Beautiful. What Thank color so are they? Now. What color are they? Uh, Peach and yellow, and I finally found some white ones that love, I, love, that I love. had on orders. And, and I have two full white ones, and I'm really looking forward to getting those in the ground. That's I think gorgeous. I'm going to do, well, I'm going to give them the, the good sun treatment, but I'm sure going to plant them in some good dirt. Thank you, Nell. Thank you very much. Good to hear from you today, Jess. Appreciate it.
You know, there's, it's so funny. When we move and we take plants with us, things do change sometimes. <laughs> and we have to kind of mess around and, and work with it. I um, don't get down to Baton Rouge, Louisiana very often anymore. But when I do, I have to ride by my old house to see if the camellias are still there. And they are. You know? But it's, that, that's something I moved into there. And um, you just, you just want to see how they turned out. Sometimes it turns out better than you could have expected. Let's see. John's in Florence. Is my is my dogwood diseased, dry, dead, or angry? Is the question. It does get water from time to time. I think we're looking at transplant shock because this is still surrounded by a wire cage, which I appreciate rather than having a stake up against it. And you're just you're seeing a premature burning of the leaves and leaf loss because it's so hot. Um, dogwoods are notoriously difficult to transplant, and that's that's point one. But point two is that it's it, probably watering it is, is only as helpful as it can be because, again, we need that good drainage if we're going to water a lot or if, we're, or if they're going to be where it rains a bunch. Dogwoods have really got to be in a soil that drains well. The prettiest one of those I've ever seen in central Mississippi was actually growing in a compost heap at a nursery where it had been tossed, the entire thing, container and all, had been tossed into this bin and it never did compost, of course. It just started growing again because it was surrounded by all these rich organic matters. And it ended up being quite a lovely tree. Not where anybody wanted it. So technically, it becomes a weed at that point in the same way that, you know, the lonely little petunia in the onion patch becomes a weed. You know, if you've only got the one, it's really not where it's supposed to be. But in the case of this dogwood, I would leave it be like it is, get the leaves out when they do fall off, keep it watered, and put some mulch around the base of it. You may find that this winter, when you're thinking about the tree itself and how it's going to be shaped, because this is the point where you'll do that, you probably are going to remove a little bit of length off of these taller branches that I see. But at the same time, you're you're not going to be doing too much to it because you were trying to get it over its transplant shock. If you have a root stimulator type of fertilizer, you can certainly give it that. That could be a formula made for rooting plants, or it could be compost tea, um, you know, something something along that line. Okay, but uh, yeah, it's a tough tough year for newly transplanted trees and shrubs. I've, I've gotten a few notes. This week, um, people saying that it looks like it's already autumn because their Japanese maples have gotten spotted leaves and they've all fallen off and the dogwoods are doing the same thing. We're not, that's not unexpected in a heat wave, but it is something you just have to, you don't want to go try to pour a whole bunch of water on it. It, particularly if the soil doesn't drain well, that's not going to help. We kind of have to wait for things to, to get a little bit more even and help the plants recover once the tough time is done. I have never heard this term before, and I consider myself to be very well read. But speaking of heliconia butterflies, how about this one? Sexually dimorphic vision. What? That's some more. You can say that tonight at dinner and people go, what are you talking about? And is that dirty? No, it's not. It's just a state. It's a phenomenon. There there are differences in the way female and male butterflies see their the colors on, on the plants that they're cruising around. Sometimes it's very dramatic. Sometimes it's not so dramatic. 
The biggest difference is usually what's called sexually dimorphic vision, and it is females of some species perceive ultraviolet, where the males actually only see light and dark. So they're, they're seeing things, they're seeing the same things, but they're seeing them differently. University of California Irvine biologists have discovered that in our friends, in, in our friends the heliconias, there is actually a vision gene attaching itself to a sex chromosome. They've never seen this before. Okay, this is new stuff. And in fact, it's the first finding that this kind of genetic change is actually what causes the males and females to see flowers differently. I think that's fascinating. I don't know whether I'm I, I don't I don't know what to think about it exactly, but when they have previously done the genomes for the heliconias, it has been fragmented, it's been a little bit different and they didn't really have all of this information or they believe that they would have found it a little bit sooner. I did not know that butterflies see things differently. It it kind of makes me feel like there should be the, you know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, you know, for butterflies. Or maybe we actually don't see things the same way. Hmm. You think that's possible? Hmm. Hmm. Something to consider. Now, when I get out into my garden tomorrow morning, which will be bright and early and the sun won't be up yet because that's the only time I can get out in all of this, I will be continuing to put the sprinklers out, and they're going very slowly, very lowly. I don't water very much. But I have noticed, much like Lance was telling us the story about falling asleep with the sprinkler on, I have noticed that the edges of my lawn that are right next to the bed that I'm watering look great. The center part out in the middle is kind of crispy at this point. And if you have not watered any of your lawn, go look at it. If you're getting really crispy edges and crispy, or in my case, a crispy center, you probably do want to water a little bit. I'm not looking at any rain at my house for at least another week, so I'm going to need to turn the sprinkler on. Someone asked me if I'm worried about the quality of water and this and that. I'm really not. Um, not for this purpose. Um, we, we've all talked about the, the water in, in our state and the water in most municipalities. Some's great. Some's okay, some not so much. It just depends on where you are. But all of those tests are coming in with some interesting results across the state of Mississippi as well as Louisiana. So if you're interested, you can find out that data. But unless you're talking about water that is so alkaline that you think you're in West Texas, it's not going to affect your plants in a negative way that I can see. Okay? I just I don't have a problem with that. Nematodes, oh my goodness, I'm going to talk about them and also have the uh, opportunity to talk a little bit about the latest thing in grocery carts. I don't know, I've had this on my mind now for a little while and I thought this might be the day for it. How many things do we want the grocery cart to do? Well, obviously we want it to be you know, we wanted to hold everything that we're trying to buy. It'd be really nice if, if we could get them to uh, have the list already. Some of them do. Maybe even a calculator attached to it so that I could add up what I'm spending while I'm spending. But guess what? The European Society of Cardiology wants a lot more than that. They're telling us that it could be, in fact, the opportunity when you put your hands on the trolley, the supermarket cart, that it would actually diagnose atrial fibrillation, which can then give you information to let you know that, unfortunately, you may be about to have a stroke. 
Um, this is a you can this is a point of you don't need to go to the doctor. The doctor will come to you in this sense if you can read the if you have the opportunity to get hold of this cart and you have the opportunity then to see what's going on in your own world. Hopefully you get your data, not somebody else's, of course. But then the participants are informed of the results, which tells them. You didn't have any atrial fibrillation, no problem at all. If it was, if the sensor de- detected an irregular heartbeat, though, it it would give us a different number. You hold onto the handle for sixty seconds; it'll tell you green, you're fine, or it will tell you that you need it's an unclear and you need to repeat, or that you got atrial fibrillation and you really do need to see a cardiologist. And I think it'll even give you the appointment because it's in Europe where they have health care that you can schedule like that. Um, interestingly enough, I, I would call my doctor, of course, if I had this happen. But what else What else could we have? That, what else could shopping carts monitor, do you think? Maybe hearing? That might be helpful. Anyway, something, something to think about. Something to think about. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, Rich, that's lovely. Rich has just sent us... Um, and, of course, he doesn't do anything in, in a small way. This is trumpet vine, and um, it's beautiful. He, I'm sure the hummingbirds do love this. Just gorgeous. I, I'm, I'm very fond of it. The only tree that I want to cut down that has trumpet vine in it is still standing there because I can't bear to let go of the tree. And I'm trying to get rid of it, but I need to keep the trumpet vine. So I'm, to wrap it around something else. Oh, that's so beautiful. Just a gorgeous, gorgeous. If you If you ever have the opportunity to plant things like trumpet vine or um, even yellow spring jasmines, any of those, and even wisteria, if you can control it in an area where it can fall so that you can see it more more dramatically. That's just wonderful, beautiful stuff. Well, it turns out that not only are butterflies looking at things differently depending on whether they're male or female, um, <laughs> We do have a little bit of research in in the subject of human beings and that particular, well, differences. Brain cells of males and females respond differently, they're telling us now from the Wiseman Institute of Science, to chronic stress. Well, I I tend to think that people react to chronic stress the way they react to other things. In other words, if you're somebody who tends to take things in stride, you probably do take stress in stride, too. But I'm usually wrong about these things. So scientific excellence does really demand that we, if we're going to test something, that we test it on men and women, people from different backgrounds, different worldviews, different experience, all that sort of stuff. And the experiments themselves sometimes have to be rethought. I don't know if you're aware of this, but for generations upon generations of research, they were only tested on male mice. So if it, if it made sense there, then they might go on to people, but very seldom to women. So what we're looking at, looking at in this particular study are all of the individual changes that happen in stress, but it all goes down to one cell. And men and, different, men and women experience it differently. Let's think about that. We don't want to talk about it too much, but we need to think about stress, don't we? Had somebody this week tell me that the stress was just getting to her. She was ready to get on a plane and go somewhere, but everywhere was too hot. Stick around. We'll be right back. 
disaster relief you can count on. Back for qualified first-time buyers. Welcome back to Doghouse Living. We're talking with Bob and his wife, Jenny. Now, have you furnished your doghouse yet? Well, actually, sleeping bags work well. But the dog takes up most of the space. Well, at least he doesn't snore as loud as you. Sounds rough. Folks, stay out of the doghouse. Call 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work. Or in some cases, no work at all. Costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Apply stop to opt out. Terms and conditions apply. Visit ISSA online for details. Rachel, you look amazing. What have you been up to? Thanks, Megan. I finally left the 9 to 5 grind and got certified as a yoga instructor by the ISSA Yoga and Wellness Academy. Wait, you're a yoga instructor now? Yes, and I love it. I've turned my passion for health and wellness into a business. It feels so good helping people improve their lives, and I basically get paid to look and feel great. That's amazing. Was it hard to get certified? No. The ISSA Yoga and Wellness Academy makes it super easy. You can get certified in as little as five weeks at your own pace and 100% online. Once you're certified, you do what you want. Start your own business, work at a studio, or just do it as a side hustle. Yoga instructors can make over $72,000 a year. Incredible. How do I get started? Just send them a text. It's free. Text HEALTH to 200-300 to get started today and be certified with the ISSA Yoga and Wellness Academy in as little as five weeks. Just text HEALTH to 200-300 right now to get started for free. Text the word HEALTH to 200-300. Text HEALTH to 200-300. You asked for it, and it's back exclusively from Ag Up Equipment. A free rotary cutter. That's right. For a limited time, get a free rotary cutter with the purchase of any 3D or 3E John Deere compact tractor from Ag Up Equipment. Plus, 0% for 84 months financing. Browse online at agup.com. Offer ends 10-27-23. Some restrictions apply. Subject to approved credit with John Deere Financial. See dealer for details. I noticed mom hasn't been herself lately. She's been forgetful and not remembering to take her medicine. After visiting the orchard, I knew it was perfect. The orchard is Mississippi's premier continuing care retirement community, licensed in Alzheimer's and dementia care for men and women. I know she's in good hands. It's safe, convenient, and most importantly, it feels like home. For that extra peace of mind, call the orchard today for a tour. 601-856-2205 or go to orchard retirement.com. Major phone carriers make you sign contracts with rigid data plans to trap you into a kind of forced phonogamy. Sounds pretty insecure if you ask me. At Consumer Cellular, we believe in a more consensual and healthy form of phonogamy, free of contracts and more flexible to your data needs. This way, you stick around not because we force you to with contracts and fees, but because you love our phone plans. Like, ardently love our phone plans. Phonogamously. Consumer Cellular. When Freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. 
know, sometimes we have uh, <laughs> sometimes we have ideas about things that turn out not to be true, and other times we chase stuff around and never do get to the complete answer about it. How come when you plant tomatoes in the same place two years in a row, you're likely to get nematodes infecting the roots and turning them from long, white, really branched out, adventitious roots into these knotted up things that you can tell couldn't possibly get water, much less nutrients, up to the top of the plant? How how does all that happen? First of all, the nematodes are indeed intercepting everything you've given the plant and using it to build their own little world in the roots of the plant. That's not great from your point of view. Obviously, they love it. But they're present all the time. And until we've had a year in the soil for them to understand that there's tomatoes, occasionally other members of the Solanaceae family, the, the, the peppers or the eggplants, but much more often it's going to be the tomatoes. They come right along, and, and the next year it's a problem because they've built up their population so much in that first year in that environment. Well, Hokkaido University is understanding that part of nematode success is really about their ability. This just sounds crazy. Much like you would think about a surfer on a wave, they are actually able to surf, to ride on top of the electric fields that are around other insects and therefore hitch a ride on them. That's how they get from place one to place two. Okay. Now, Lots of humans, not the humans, some humans, lots of creatures, though, make use of electric fields. Fish species sometimes are able to detect problems, either prey or predators. Bees, of course, we understand, use electric fields to monitor where the plants are that have their pollen. But now this particular group has understood that what they're doing is actually surfing the electric fields into the air and catching a ride on a passing insect to go and therefore get into their next place of living. That's amazing. I find this to be as amazing of a concept and to try to plant in my head as the notion that fire ants form wheels, form, form balls and float down rivers. But I have seen that, so I know it happens. Okay? I have a feeling if I saw this, I would be a little bit better able to accept it. But what they did was to work on how they did this. They bred the creature. They they noticed that the larvae consistently moved to the lid of the petri dish where they were working on this. They were actually making a change there. Some of their some of them crawled up. Some of them actually leaped from the surface of the strata that they were being grown in to the top of the petri dish. That's a behavior we're not really accustomed to seeing in things than living in petri dishes, right? So they had to determine that this is probably electrostatic, and that's where they managed to get to it when there was no charge. When they took away all natural charge and all manipulative charge, nothing happened. So that's how they were able to determine that this is work. Now, we we understand that it's, it, that this particular nematode has not attached to bees, but they have seen that it will get to other insects. So they figure that eventually in the wild it will indeed be nematodes hitching a ride on the bumblebees. I don't know what that's going to do, and I don't believe anybody knows yet, but finding out that this is their behavior helps us understand why sometimes they're able to spread so rapidly and in such a negative way into our environments. Obviously, they're doing themselves a big favor, however, and that's that's kind of interesting. 
Something else that you might want to consider doing right now is some soil prep, particularly if you do get a shower or two in the next week or 10 days. Put it on your mind. Give yourself a mental note that that's when you want to go out and work up the new soil for a wildflower bed, even for a lawn, uh, anything you really need to do on a scale that's larger than, say, four by eight feet, something bigger. It would be a really good time to do that. And if you're going to seed now, a combination of improved Bermuda and carpet grass is going to get things established faster. If you if you're if you're looking for something, the carpet grass, of course, is actually just a clumping grass, and it's it's useful. It's not a lawn, but it is useful for that first stage where basically we're just trying to keep the soil from disappearing and trying to get something to hold on, along with the Bermuda grass. So it's a really good idea. There are about a million plants, um, you know, in your lawn. If you've got twenty in a flower bed and a lawn next to it, there's about a million plants out there. So if you're seeing some problems. Chinch bugs are a big issue in dry weather, and there have been a few reports of that. You may want to think about it. Give yourself the opportunity to to do some treatments if necessary, but it may just be that your lawn is dry. So by all means, go out there and water it first. And if you still see some areas that look as if they are being decimated, Take a can, take the top off the bottom and the top, slide it into the soil at the edge of that damage, fill it with water, and if you have chinch bugs, they'll float to the top. And that'll give you the opportunity to know what your problem is. It may not be a problem at all. It may just be that you haven't turned on the sprinkler. So <laughs> give yourself the chance to do that if you need to. There's a lot of work going on on the coral reefs. We will get to some of that next week. We're seeing some things that are good and some things that are not so great. I want to do a little bit of look, looking at that particular set of choices. I really do encourage you to, I, I'm going to, I'm going to say supertalk.tv, <clears throat> but Lance will be happy if you want to consult with him about how to download 17 different ways to see us. And, and the, right now you would be looking at Rich's beautiful, magnificent um, trumpet vines, the campsus. It's just gorgeous, really beautiful flowers. And, yes, they are one of the plants that in late summer, once they're established, they are indomitable. They will be there for the hummingbirds, and they'll be there for you, too. And they are absolutely beautiful. Today I have – I'm not sure if I want to know this <laughs> – Social media algorithms. Ah, yes, I saved this because it's like you want to talk about it for a minute and then you want to forget about it. How do, how did we know what other people were thinking before this? I'm not going to give you my latest example, but all you have to do is think about it, and it's going to pop up in your social media somewhere. Previously, humans learned from other people that they probably knew or someone that they had been introduced to, in other words, another human or another source. Unfortunately, nowadays, actually, we don't have any way to verify those people. And I tell you this all the time. You can read anything in the world on the Internet. It's like walking into the library and not knowing the Dewey Decimal System. You don't know where you're going to end up. But if you are, if you're willing to latch on to things that are conscious and constant, I don't know, like Garden Mama, you know, you can... You can find a lot of things that are helpful and useful. And if you're following me, I'm not going to take you down the paths that I don't want to go down. You probably don't want to go down them either. That's not to say that there other aren't other influences. But a lot of users who are both in one form of social media and another are surprised to find that things cross up. 
For example, if you start talking about a calendar for 2024, 2025, the next day you'll open up your Twitter or you'll open up your Facebook and there'll be an ad for it. I'm just telling you what it's like. That's what's going on. It's amazing how good the computer <laughs> is at really reading amazing. your mind. It's huh? really amazing. If we could just do this with other human beings, we would know each other so much better. Might take some of the mystery out of it, though. I don't know if we should do that. But anyway, if you're not learning from another individual person, the whole point of this And I don't really know why we had to have a whole study because I guess it's because people don't remember to say these things to each other. Verify your sources. Come on. Same thing is true with me. You can ask somebody in Pennsylvania. You can ask somebody in Canada what to do about your plants. They're not going to have the same experience that you do if you live in this part of the world. And the rest of you, well, we just say, come on. We're having fun. We'd love for you to join us. By the way, folks, the nudge of a font size. What? Talk about that at dinner tonight. Are you moved by one more than another? Hmm. Come back next week for more Weekend Gardening. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of TeleSouth Communication. feel like you are in the dark well with a propane generator you'll never be in the dark again at least when the lights go out enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out propane generators assure you will always have power propane fueled clean cooking hot water on demand warm and consistent heat and power when you need it most why would you choose anything else propane clean american energy visit mspropane.com today Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. I'm David Frederick, owner of Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon. I'm here to tell you that springtime is the best time to buy a new X-Barn zero-turn mower. With unmatched quality of cut, ease of operation, and low maintenance, it's no wonder why X-Mark is the number one choice of landscape professionals. With sizes starting at 42 inches and 0% financing available, we have an X-Mark zero-turn for all size lawns. Come by my store and see why Frederick's has been leading the way and serving you for 30 years since 1993. Are you the parent of a 2- to 7-year-old? Listen closely for an exciting free radio offer. By now, you've probably heard of ABC Mouse, the Parents' Choice Award-winning online learning program that's actually changing the lives of early learners everywhere. ABC Mouse is like a little one-on-one teacher. It has helped her so much. Right now, we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month. But you have to go to abcmouse.com slash radio to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com slash radio. Sponsored by Age of Learning. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.